liquid scent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome, Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents, boys and girls. I'm your host, Jay Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Happy New Year. Uh, it's 2023. Uh, you've survived 2022. I know, crazy year. Uh, but buckle up. I think uh, 2023 is not going to be easier. I think this is where people are learning uh, that they've got to get a lot more anti-fragile. They've got to get a lot harder. They've got to do a lot of things differently to become independent. Uh, I talk about this all the time uh, to all my longtime listeners. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, for anybody who's new uh, and is trying out the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we welcome everybody here. This is a thinker show, and I uh, heard something recently that I really, really liked. Um, I think it was probably in a, in an Instagram reel or something like that, but, uh, it was a guy, uh, that was talking about some advice from his mom. He's like, you know, you got to get out there and you gotta, you gotta bust your ass. You gotta work. And I'm not saying you don't, but, um, his response to his mom, he's like, no mom, I gotta think. And this is, uh, this is your show. If this is, if you're, if you're tired of being robbed by the banks, by the state, by the government, by the greedy corporations, all these people, you've got to think. You have got to think. That's where you know a lot of wealthy people have uh, have divorced themselves from the system because they became thinkers and they were able to think their way out of the system. Like, what is it you're doing? What is it you're learning? What is it you're going to, I don't know, invent? What is it you're going to do uh, to put yourself in a position where you can exit the system? Um, it, it, it's it's really, it's kind of the the question I think that never gets asked is, what are you doing to change your life? 2023, I know a lot of people, you know, the beginning of the year, they've got all these aspirations of going out there and setting New Year's resolutions. I think it's, you know, a good thing. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe talk about this for a second. Why not? Your brain... Uh, high energy, low energy, all that fun stuff is, uh, it's, it's a bio engine. It's, you know, it's biomechanical. It is energy. Everything that you are is energy. And when you start to think a certain way, you start to use energy in your brain a certain way, you know, there's no doubt that people who sit down in sports, who think about how they're going to perform, what they have to do how they need to respond, how they need to analyze. All of these things, people who do this in business, I'm telling you, uh, there's one of these things that my mom introduced me to when I was very, very young, is sit down, be still, think and visualize what you're going to do in this performance, what you're going to do at school, what you're, whatever it is, however it is that you're going to be successful. But it's so much more than this. It is manifestation. What can you do? What can you learn? And what can you manifest? If you think about it and you talk about it and you write it down. And I mean, seriously, these are all practices. And you do it enough, you are going to see changes. Ask anybody who does this as a real practice who sticks to it. And I know there's a continuum like everything else, but there is those, you know, there's these moments where 
Maybe you change. Maybe you see something that you want to obtain, whether it's success, whether it's independence, whatever it is. Start to think about it. Start to write it down. Start to make checklists. Start to make this stuff happen. And that's the thing is you take a small step towards whatever your goal is on a daily basis, whatever it is. Take one small step towards your goal. See it. Make a list. Make a plan. And then begin your plan. If you're intimidated by your plan, that means that's a good thing. If your plan scares you, if, you, if you're absolutely scared to death of what it's going to take to pull off your dream, good. Do it. It's just a matter of time, ladies and gents. It's your, it's your most valuable thing on this earth. And if you're not chasing your dreams and your passion with this one little life that you get, what are you doing? What are you doing in 2023? You have seen nobody's coming to help you. Nobody's coming to save you. The government absolutely is working against you. The banks are working against you. The zombie corporations are working against you. We saw it all. In 2020 and 2021, 2022, we saw all of these people actively in concert working against you. So what are you going to do in 2023? What is your dream? What is your goal? What is your passion? What can you do to give back to others that need it? That service, that help, that calling, what is it? I encourage you, write it down, figure it out, meditate, pray. I don't know what you need to do. It's all kind of the same stuff. Using your brain, using that energy, manifesting things is all the same. Start doing it. Start being confident in your ability to do it. I mean, you're a person, other people are people, you know, it's like this, <laughs> it's a pretty damn simple thing. Um, you know, you're, I will tell you, you know, you're fighting a lot of indoctrination in this world. You're fighting a lot of what the system told you you can and cannot do. You're fighting a lot of indoctrination that, uh, you know, your your parents were indoctrinated with it, were telling them what they could and couldn't do, right? Maybe you, especially if your parents were thinking about having kids, should be those people that start to do something very different, right? Whatever they love, whatever they're passionate about, as long as it's not hurting people or taking their stuff, right? In this day and age, if you can figure out a way to make money at it, which most people can because everybody's got a phone with a microphone and a camera and the ability to connect to the internet. Man, I'll tell you right now, uh, you can make money at it. It may not be a ton of money, but here's the thing is you have to practice your skill set. And so once you are on your path, once you have set a goal, an aspiration, whatever it is, and you start to move down that path, you're going to hit hiccups, you are going to hit road bumps, you are going to hit, you know, a billion things that want to do, to derail you. Even people in your life are going to tell you, you can't do that. Stop listening to people that don't see what you see, that don't have the passion you have. 2023, man, I'm telling you right now, anything is possible. You got technology at your fingertips. 
these people that are out there blaming other things, right? Like I know I blame the banks and I blame uh, the government and the bureaucracies and the corporations and all that other crap. I do, you know, and that's the thing is, but at the end of the day, I'm also not using them as an excuse that they're going to stop me. Don't let them become your excuse. Get rid of your excuses. Shoot them, put them down, whatever it is. Not, you know, don't do violence against other people. Other people are your, you know, disclaimer. Don't do that. But what I'm saying is, is you have to kill your excuses. 100%. Kill your excuses. Don't let anything stop you. And when you see something as, I don't know, some sort of uh, interruption, some sort of, I don't know, setback. When you see these setbacks, you need to go from pessimistic to optimistic. You have to see these as an opportunity, a moment where you're being told by the universe or God or whatever it is that you need to make an adjustment. See see what you need to see and then make the adjustment. Later in life, if you have this ability and you can look back and go, wow, in that moment, if I would have gone the other way, had I been a pessimist, I wouldn't have succeeded. Had that road bump, that setback been put in my life, had not been put in my life, I would have wound up in a much different place. Sometimes these setbacks, these road bumps, are, uh, they're a good thing for us. They get us to slow down just a, just a moment to take stock of what's really going on, to maybe reassess where we're at in this plan, our passion. Because not all of it is what you think it is when you come up with it. You know, we're, we're very interesting, you know, beings, right? Like we have ideas, we have thoughts, we have passions. And as we're moving towards them, we realize that some of the things that we want or are passionate about or do aren't exactly what we imagined them to be. So all this being said, a lot of what you're going to get in 2023 is going to be FUD absolute FUD. It is going to be people that are pushing tons of disinformation and misinformation your way to discourage you, to to lie more and more and more, because there are some extremely powerful organizations that are on the ropes right now, of them being the central banks. The central banks around the world right now, if you could see all of their debt, you would be amazed, especially over time. There's a great graphic. I think it's um, I think it's out there by um, Wicked Smart Bitcoin. Uh, if you don't know them, uh, check out. Uh, I think it's Wicked Smart uh, Bitcoin. I'll I'll put it in my show notes. Uh, and this guy does such amazing work. Um, but the amount of debt that's been accumulated over <laughs> over time to see how it has exploded since 2009. Right now, these banks are fighting against something they've never seen before, something that they don't have an answer for, outside of what they have an answer for for everything else. Violence, war, legislation, bureaucracy, bailouts. They're out of tricks, and they don't have weapons for things like Bitcoin or independent people. 
They don't have these. They don't have weapons, you know, for the the homeschoolers. They don't know what to do with any of us. Right now, they've got a bunch of people out on Twitter in force talking about capitalism as if capitalism is the problem. Spend a few minutes on this as well. This guy, Ahmad Ali, has a tweet out. If capitalism could solve poverty, it would have already done so. Rather, it creates and sustains and criminalizes, criminalizes poverty. Oh, man, no. This is what central control does. If you don't know yet, America is not a constitutional republic. It's not. It, it hasn't been for a long, long time. We're also not a democracy where people see that they have this illusion of voting in, you know, maybe 20% of the population in terms of Democrats or 20% of the population in terms of Republicans. The other 60% of this nation is unrepresented. And I will tell you right now, there are a lot of people who still just get on the bandwagon with Republicans and Democrats because they're voting against the, quote, lesser evil. I think, you know, in a sane society, uh, there's a lot less people than 20% Republicans and 20% Democrats that vote for those people. It's insane. But capitalism, I mean, it doesn't solve poverty. The only person that can solve poverty is you. You, your family, your community, you're the only people that can solve poverty. You have to be industrious. That's the rule of nature. That's the thing. Is a lot of these people who you know are, are clamoring for socialism and communism. First and foremost, they've never lived in a socialist or a communist country. Ask the guys that get on trash and leave Cuba for Miami, the Keys. Ask them. You ever want to go back to communism? You ever want to go back to socialism? Man, uh, they're going to give you some expletives. They're going to say, "Not a chance in hell." What are you talking about? That country is run by dictators, centrally controlled dictators. Here in America, we're run by banks. We are run by a nameless, faceless banking cabal here in the United States. You have the Bank of Japan. You have the Chinese Bank. You have the Bank of, I think, Switzerland. You have the uh, EU. You have the Bank of London. And I think... Russia has their own, and that's why a lot of these Western bankers want to war with Russia because they want to bring Russia in line. Like all of these different central banks right now, they infect everything. Their fiat currency is what you know has you know a third party involved in every transaction you make. It is a sickness. It is it is like a disease that spreads through all of mankind like a bacteria or a virus spreads through your body. Unchecked, it will kill the host. This is why banks over the 19th century, when we got the Federal Reserve Act, that's why we saw more war than any time on earth. Larger, bigger, more destructive, more deadly wars than any other time because that's what they know. They know violence. They know how to pit man against man. They know how to put on a show where the Republicans and Democrats aren't running anything. But they sit there and they blame each other. 
And then they come up with new, stupid ways to quote-unquote solve their problems. It's theater. Then they authorize bailing out with the Fed's money all these zombie corporations that give them money that are doing exactly what the the Fed wants them to do. If they're pushing an agenda, whether it's, I don't know, Klaus Schwab and WEF or IMF or the UN or NATO or any of these other organizations that are there for the banks, not you, for the banks. They're just suckling as long as they possibly can. Nature criminalizes laziness. Nature. If you don't provide, if you don't act, if you don't provide a value to society, you don't get paid. If you can't come up with a good or service that somebody will pay you for, you don't get paid. That's the way it is, ladies and gents. That is the real world. Anything else is stealing, is redistributing, is taking money away from somebody that has earned it and giving it to somebody who has not. Now, listen, I'm all for charity. Absolutely, 100% for charity. But taking money through force and coercion or through inflation, taxes, property tax, income tax, I don't know, ad valorem taxes, death tax, you name it, like all these different taxes that are out there, it's theft. Another guy on here, some genius, quotes uh, a Common Dreams article by Jake Johnson. Top U.S. CEOs make more in seven hours than average workers earn in their entire year. Quote, public outrage over these extreme pay gaps is now so high that a majority of Americans across the political spectrum favor a cap on CEO pay relative to worker pay. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, this uh, is absolute the creation of what the banks and the government and zombie corporations do. If they weren't, if there wasn't a, a central bank that created fiat dollars out of thin air, which is a crime, this is literally a crime. You can't do it. Your neighbor can't do it. The, the businesses in your town can't create dollars out of thin air. It's counterfeiting. In America, you were supposed to have gold, you know, as, as gold and silver as the coin and only minted uh, type, of, uh, t- type of money. That's it. The idea that top CEOs make more in seven hours, this is a product. This is a symptom of a sick system. A system where these CEOs are paid by Congress a lot of times. Look at it. Look at the giant organizations out there that get paid by the government. Defense Industries, Lockheed, Boeing, Raytheon, all of them. Look at the air industries who are subsidized. Aerospace, all of them. These CEOs make tons and tons and tons of money to do absolutely disgusting things, criminal, war crime type things to people. And who sanctions it? 
Congress. It's both Democrats and Republicans. And where do they get their money? From the Federal Reserve or from whatever central bank subsidizes all those things in other parts of the world. This is not capitalism. This is centrally controlled economies. And they're looking to do more and more and more of this. In 2023, their backs are going to be against the wall. I've got a great article for you guys today. Um, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, Stefan Levera, and it is the themes that will define Bitcoin in 2023. You guys know I am an absolute bull on Bitcoin. It is not going to get, <laughs> we're going to keep going down this because this is the rabbit hole that people need to go down. Obviously, look around. Uh, these these people that are talking about capitalism being the worst thing on earth, then attributing the results of central central control economies to capitalism, they couldn't be further from from each other. In capitalism, you and other people with real money that isn't controlled by a third party have the ability to exchange goods, ideas, services at an agreed to rate for an agreed to money. It's amazing. They are absolutely, absolutely, and have for a very, very long time, over 110 years now, since the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, they've been fighting this. They've been fighting this as hard as they can while calling everything that they're doing capitalism. It's nonsense. And we've got to people be the people that not only learn it, but we have to dispel all the nonsense out there for people to see. It's plain as day. These people don't know a damn thing about economics. You know who does? Stefan Levera. Very smart guy. Works for uh, Swan Bitcoin. Um, all of his connections are in uh, my show notes, but he also has a podcast. Uh, it is the uh, Stefan Levera podcast, and he is an Austrian. You know, he's very libertarian. Great guy. Um, he has, uh, he works over at, uh, Swan Bitcoin. I believe he runs their international side. He's a writer and I, I got to tell you, one of the, the nicest, smartest guys in the world. Uh, but, uh, all my praise, hopefully I can get him on the show at some point here in the near future. But I wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring you this because this is something that, you know, we're going to continue to press. We're going to continue to evangelize. We're going to continue to do more and more and more and take action and encourage all of you guys to do the same so that we can get out. This is John Galt moment that we are in. It is time to leave the fiat system. 100%. I think I've got one little video here for you guys where Michael Saylor will get you revved up for this uh, this reading. So let's, let's have a, a listen. Yoshi Nakamoto and John Galt. John Galt's says withdraw your, your productivity, withdraw your, your um, talent from the economy because it is corrupt. And uh, Satoshi said withdraw your wealth from an economy that is corrupt. Um, in essence, Satoshi is saying that, that to the extent that you, you could build a multi-billion dollar company, you could generate hundreds of millions or billions of dollars of uh, profits, but if someone is elected that then triples the money supply, they steal two-thirds of all your labor for the last 30 years, and they do it in about a week. If, uh, if someone can, in essence, steal everything you've done and everything you're ever gonna do with the click of a button, 
then you can't win by playing that game. And so John Galt kind of said, well, we know we can't win no matter how hard we try, so we should just withdraw and go and strike. And Satoshi took a different point of view, which is, which is we know we can't win as long as we hold the currency of, of a corrupt government. So the only way to win is to create an, uh, an immortal, incorruptible currency. And of course, the only way to make an incorruptible or immortal currency is to get the people out of the way. And so in essence, you end up with millions and millions of disinterested computers that can't do anything but process the protocol. And there is no discretion of a CEO or a corporation or a government in the mix of it. But both of them are heroic figures that, that said, you're in a no-win situation as long as you stay in a corrupt system, you need to depart the system. They had, uh, they, one of them gives a, a solution of Galt Gulch and strike, and the other one gives a solution of shift your money to cyberspace. Awesome words by Michael Saylor. Um, yeah, Satoshi, John Galt, kind of one and the same, especially the idea. But now we actually have a vehicle to get out. There is an actual escape hatch. And the more we talk about this with other people, the more we evangelize, the quicker it's going to happen, especially in 2023. Without further ado, the great Stefan Levera in his own writing, the themes that will define Bitcoin in 2023. Enjoy. The themes that will define Bitcoin in 2023. Some trends that emerged in 2022 from regulatory developments to technical and cultural innovations will grow to define Bitcoin in 2023. Stefan Levera, January 2nd, 2023. As the 2022 chapter closes, it's time to turn our eyes to what's coming in 2023. Here are some themes I'm seeing for Bitcoin in 2023. Regulatory Overreach The Financial Action Task Force, FATF, travel rule is forcing exchanges and Bitcoin services providers to document and share ever more information about customer transactions. We are seeing politicians, such as Elizabeth Warren, publicly go against Bitcoin, and even if her proposed digital asset, AML, act has no real chance of passing, it does foreshadow that there are future battles coming on this. But on the other hand, we should also remember that governments were initially against voice over internet protocol technologies such as Skype or VOIP, and nowadays they use VOIP. It'll be similar with Bitcoin, where some countries adopt it as legal tender, hold Bitcoin in reserves, provide Bitcoin services for citizens, and encourage Bitcoin investors and entrepreneurs. CBDCs and the War on Cash the war on cash proceeds with many countries taking high-denomination cash notes out of circulation or banning physical cash transactions above a threshold. There are many countries talking about central bank digital currency trials, CBDCs, but my speculation is that most will not have the technical and overall economic capability to stand up a fully functioning CBDC in 2023. 2023 will mostly be about trials and rhetoric in preparation for future CBDC rollouts. Governments can especially force people into CBDCs in countries with large welfare states, with the understanding being, quote, if you want your welfare check, you'll take it as a CBDC, end quote. 
just like Darth Vader in Star Wars. It'll be a case of, quote, pray I do not alter the deal any further, end quote. Once upon a time, CBDCs might have been seen as a conspiracy theory, but by now they are clearly coming as a threat to financial freedom and privacy. Sadly, most people will not see the threat until it's too late and CBDCs are upon them, but it is also the pain of the CBDCs that will push more people into using Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. Maxis being minted and resurgence in self-custody interest. Bitcoin maximalists are being minted as casual crypto fans, yet wrecked on platforms such as Celsius, BlockFi, FTX, Voyager, Vald, etc. So, in some ways, it's very cynical the 2014 to 2015 bear cycle followed after the collapse of Mt. Gox and during the 2018 to 2019 bear cycle, we saw the breakdown of Quadriga CX. So we're just going through another round of people having to learn the hard way. For 2023, we will see a stronger self-custody culture given the pain of 2022 is more recent. This is not to preclude future cycles and waves of new adoption with people coming in who are not as careful. Yield and shitcoin scams will be back in another form sooner or later, but it will be a new round of people who will succumb to them. We are seeing more rounds of content and webinars that relate to self-custody. For example, with Swan Bitcoin, I hosted some self-custody 101 webinars, which will be ongoing, and these webinars had some of the highest interest and registrations of any Swan webinars ever offered. Offering an easy auto-withdrawal feature or being 100% non-custodial will be an important feature for Bitcoin on-ramps in 2023. Many script wallets and features. Per Pietri Woolley's site, quote, Miniscript is a language for writing a subset of Bitcoin scripts in a structured way, enabling analysis, composition, generic signing, and more. For those who are unfamiliar, Miniscript is a way to more easily express different scripts or spending conditions for Bitcoin. This could be built into different wallets in ways that enable easier cross-hardware and software compatibility. You might first think, why should I care? And, at the start, you'd be right to ask that. But, over time, this will enable more sophisticated self-custody, enterprise, or even inheritance planning scenarios. Want to have three of three multi-sig setup that degrade down to two of three multi-sig setup after 90 days? Or have different backout conditions that exist for a business context? Miniscript makes it easier to do these things and to let people use their existing software or hardware for this purpose. To be clear, some of this is already possible with Bitcoin script today, but Miniscript makes it more technically feasible or easier to achieve in practice. It will take time for these solutions to be built out, but the functionality does seem promising. Businesses and enterprise customers may be particularly interested in this because it could make their self-custody practices more practical for employees and key holders to execute. Currently, there is Liana by the same team behind Revault and Ledger, which has announced Miniscript support in its hardware and Spectre DIY had already enabled support in 2021. Rob Hamilton has also spoken out about Miniscript uses in the world of insurance here. I anticipate 
more coming in 2023. This could help push the use of Bitcoin into self-custody directions and away from the old model or financial services where you have to place more trust in government, banks, and fiat financial institutions to honor their word or not to base your wealth. Lightning first. It's time to bring about a lightning first model for two types of Bitcoin transactions, low value transactions and in-person commerce. We saw the mempool fool RBF debate blow up toward the end of 2022, but the real answer for most of us is to promote and use lightning first where possible. As a quick anecdote, I recall talking with Giacomo Zucco, who was explaining his experience in El Salvador of paying with Bitcoin at the supermarket. Unfortunately, the Chivo terminal at the time defaulted to Bitcoin on-chain, and as he paid on-chain, the people in the line behind him had to wait for confirmation, which was very awkward. Contrast this with a lightning-first experience, which could look more like this. Admin note a tweet by Coinbeast Media. All I want for Christmas is to be able to spend my sats instantly, anonymously, and KYC-free in my local grocery store. Feliz Navidad from the Bitcoin capital of the world, El Salvador. Okay, so we are in El Salvador, Bitcoin country of the world. And, uh, we're down here at a local super selector. And we're gonna, be, we're gonna be paying for some groceries with Bitcoin. Using the Lightning Network. Take a look at how instant this is. You hit send. You uh, wait for a couple of couple of seconds, maybe five or so seconds, and the merchant on the other end has got instant anonymous KYC Satoshis. That is just about to say aprobado. I believe that is uh, approved, but don't trust my gringo Spanish for it. But that is Bitcoin country, ladies and gentlemen. Get on down here to El Salvador um, and escape your Western dictatorship. We should show people the best of Bitcoin and for in-person lower value commerce, we should go for lightning first. I believe we'll start to see this being driven and encouraged by Bitcoiners and local communities in 2023. Expansion of Bitcoin-only communities and events. We will see more events and small-sized conferences in different countries around the world. Contrary to some who believe there are too many Bitcoin conferences, the issue is more one of assuming that you must attend them all. You should instead attend the events and conferences that align with your interest and or geography. Having more conferences is a good thing, so long as they are done in a low-cost, effective way. For example, the Bitcoin Bush Bash is a model that we may see replicated around the world. Free to attend, held in a hall or other free cheap area, no recordings, smaller size gathering, and it's hosted somewhere that is cost-effective. By lowering the expectations about things that typically cost a lot more money, e.g. fancy professionalized operations, live streaming, lots of international speakers, Bitcoiners can grow their local scenes and meetups. This is not to detract from larger Bitcoin events and conferences, as they also play a key role, but I see a middle ground that can be taken up by low-cost local events. Overall Sentiment Without having a crystal ball for 2023, I believe Bitcoin's fiat price will remain in a mostly sideways trend. Forget what the bull hopium people are posting and talking about. They are usually chasing engagement or getting too caught up in their own echo chambers. 
It takes time for the cycle to bottom out. But let's look on the bright side. It's a great time for stacking sats and building something. Remember, in prior cycles, it wasn't so clear that Bitcoin would come back, whereas now, the world is slowly realizing that Bitcoin is here to stay. This is a guest post by Stefan Levera. Opinions expressed are entirely their own and do not necessarily reflect those of BTC Inc. or Bitcoin Magazine. Ladies and gents, if you loved today's show, you can go out and support the show at patreon.com slash radical pod, or you can cash at me at Shane Hazel or dollar sign Shane Hazel. If you got any questions, you got any guests, uh, anything at all you want to send my way, you can send it to Shane at radicalpod.com. I uh, really appreciate everybody that has become a patron out there for as little as a dollar. It really helps the show. Thank you guys all so much. Uh, thank you guys for sharing the show. Uh, and I got to tell you, you know, it's it's going to be a, an amazing 2023 with all of you. Thank you guys for doing everything you can. The likes, the shares, telling anybody about what we're doing here is this is now the full-time gig. Uh, if you want to earn sats, you can go out and listen on the app Fountain FM. You can earn sats while you listen. They also send me sats at the same time. It's a great relationship we have there. Uh, Swan Bitcoin is a great place to purchase your Bitcoin and then take it into self-custody on your own cold wallet. Uh, links are on the page. Also, if you don't know about Fold, uh, another affiliate of ours, as you go out and just conduct life and you spend on a debit card, you can earn sats back. And I've got to tell you, um, I think I have I've stacked over half a million sats just from spending over maybe the past six months. It's crazy. Um, go out there and check it out. The links for everything are in the show notes. Thank you guys for being here. Welcome to 2023. We are going to go out there and absolutely crush it. Get after it. Until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their steps.